Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast coming at you again on a lovely Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. And Zach's still singing, and we're turning him off slowly but surely. And he's not with us again. I don't, I don't, I just can't get him on here, Brother John. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I told him the other day, I'm just going to fire you mm. and find somebody else. Ooh, I'm not the guy. I can tell you right now, I'm <laughs> not the guy. But we're trying, we're trying to truck along. He comes on every once in a while, but we're trying to truck along. And you already heard his voice. We have a re. Pete guest today on the podcast, Pastor John Burdine. Well, thank you, Brother Austin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You Thank you very much. Oh, yes. It just blesses me so good. Does that make you feel better? How long do you want me to tell for? Oh, another five or ten minutes at least. Here we go. That's great. Yeah, we're just so glad to be back in this great big auditorium filled full of people cheering fans. Take you back to your Kids Crusade days. Right. Wish you all could be here. That does (laughs) remind me, a few years ago, we took the... We have a Christian school here at a church here and uh, Hope Academy, and we took them to the the Indianapolis Zoo, and they have a dolphin show. That's a nice zoo. Yeah, and so uh, the show was getting ready to start, you know, because there's an awesome setup in the back over there, and I had to, I don't know, I was probably chasing one of our school kids. I don't know. I can't remember exactly why. I had to go down right in front of all the, and I turned around, and I seen all the, I don't know, it was full. I don't want to exaggerate, but, you know, probably close to a thousand people there. Yeah, probably. Um, it was just a lot of most of them kids, you know, and I turned around. I seen all those kids, just something inside me wanted to say, are you guys ready for Kids Crusade tonight? You know, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's funny. But it, that Kids Crusade spirit just rose up in me real strong. Yeah. Does it rise up every once in a while? Sometimes it does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's got to remember that I'm uh, over 40 now, yep. across 45, actually. And yep. uh, Do you ever but, get up in the pulpit while you're up pastoring and you're like, but you just tell yourself, John, this is it's time to pastor, not this time, time to pastor. Crusade. <laughs> I don't, you know, I got a wonderful congregation here at Shelby Street, and they're very understanding, and they a lot of them do like Kids Crusade. And he, mo, a lot of times, anything that's said about Friday night, half the congregation will say, Friday night. <laughs> you know, with just not even being provoked to do it. It's just, I don't know, I've just... Yeah. Do you have, uh, you have stamped a lot of people right. across the whole country. Right. Different different ways. So the member reverse gotta say the member reverse gotta roll the R's. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So we have a topic today and I left this topic entirely up to you. So you could have picked anything. I mean I told you we'd even talk about food if you food. wanted to. Ooh, wow. I mean, I've, I've been on a diet, you know, so yeah, we could talk about yeah, that. You've but lost some pounds. That's not very exciting. I told you the other night, you asked if we want to go to Steak and Shake. I said, I'll go to Panera Bread if I have to. You know? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I've never been there. I don't know what they got. <laughs> I think it's some kind of healthy restaurant. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, I'm it's, not doing the bread thing. I'm doing the low-carb thing, so Panera Bread would be out oh, of yeah. question for me. 
So you're doing you're doing the whole hamburgers with no bun. Oh yes. So we gave you the 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 top uh, free to pick any topic that you liked. It didn't, I just told you to try to stay away from topics we've already covered because there's so many we haven't covered. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what you came at me with. And so you you're the hard hitter. Oh, last my. time he was on the podcast, we was talking about tithing, tithing, which is a subject that some like and some don't. Right. And uh, now you've hit. You're you're a heavy hitter. Oh no, I'm you probably know. striked out yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm sure the tithing one was a big strikeout. Yeah, you could have you could have picked any subject, but you've picked a very awesome subject that needs addressed and was on our list to be addressed, and uh, is an awesome subject, the most amazing subject, and that is the B I B L E. The B I B L E, the divine inspiration. So the Word of God, the Bible, the Bible. So you wanted to talk to us today about is the bible the word of god the bible being the holy ghost inspired mm-hmm. word of god there are some folks today that might say that you know the bible contains the word of god mm-hmm. but the bible is the word of god right and there's some folks that are have attacked the bible and attacked scripture and there's so many versions out there i don't sure. know if it's just me brother john but it seems like when you go to the christian bookstore the king james version Section is getting smaller Mm -hmm. as the years go on. And they've got so many versions, you can't even keep them all straight. Now you've got the big versions. NIV is probably one of the biggest versions out there that was made some years ago. Yeah, well, it's all it's all really just a a money racket. I mean, how many different ways can you translate the Bible? versions? Do you come out with a new version every so often? You know, I don't, I don't understand why that's needed, other than somebody's wanting to make another dollar, and they have so lessened the um, the importance of the Word of yeah. God. Make sure that it's accurately, you know, uh, processed, transcribed down to us here today. That and, and they've just because I'm wanting to make another dollar through a, a book. So I don't know where you want to start on this particular topic. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to turn it over to you, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, when we look at our our faith, it's got to be firmly founded on the Bible. You know, all all of the Bible. And you know, if you can't really believe, you know, Genesis one one. You know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. You know, there, there's so much controversy just you know the first chapter or two. What well, you know, right. but if that's of the Bible, the book of Genesis. Now, if you can't trust that, knowing that's the word of God, you know, that's exactly what happened back before any of us were here. And that that's the word of God for us. Then you can't, you can't trust any of it. And so I want to, I want to trust it all. And so we believe it all because it's the word of God. Paul told Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God has been divinely breathed to us by God. And uh, in this book, this Bible, divinely inspired to us, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness, all these things we need. And then that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Every everything we need is contained in the Bible. I'm thankful for other books. I have a few other books, uh, but I'm most thankful for the Bible. No one ever ever 
stray away from the importance of the Bible in our life, but not, you know, and there's been many great writers. Some of these I've, you know, I've not read. I've, I did take a Shakespeare class when I was in high school, went to public school. I don't remember hardly any of that. But, you know, there's great writers in the past like Shakespeare and Plato and Socrates, and they may have espoused, you know, great deep things. Uh, but, you know, just man's opinions, man's words. But the Bible's in a, a category all to itself because it's been divinely inspired by the Holy Ghost, holy men of God, the Holy Ghost breathed into them what God wanted us uh, to know back then. But not only for then, uh, for for even even right now, you know it's amazing to think that that the Bible that we hold now was written by at least forty different authors over a period of sixteen hundred years in thirteen different countries on three different continents. It was written in three different languages by people of all different professions from all different ways of life, but never one, it never contradicts itself at all. You know, who is a good song we all know, who but God could do such things as these. And in a day when, you know, there's such a, and it's, it's always been, always been attacked. That's how the, the devil's first attack was was against the authority of the word of God when when the devil met Eve in the garden you know he didn't question the existence of God he didn't question the authority of God he questioned the word of God hath right. God said and so he tries to put that doubt in Eve's mind if the the word of God is the final authority and of course, we, we all know that he failed in that test, and, and the devil put that doubt in her mind, exactly what God's Word was saying then. And the devil still uses the same tactics today. And, uh, you know, there's been a, a battle in, in the church for, for years, people that, that don't really hold to the divine inspiration of Scripture, and people get off in all sorts of crazy different ideas. But when we really hold to uh, the fact that all the way from Genesis to Revelation, everything's been inspired of the Holy Ghost, and it's God's Word for us now, then I think where our lives will be a whole lot better. And um, and some you know the, a couple of terms here I, I wanted to, to bring up I know it's maybe not terms we use <clears throat> in everyday language but it's you know theological terms that are important to know that we believe in the verbal plenary inspiration of Scripture the verbal plenary verbal meaning every word verbal every word in the Bible is the words that God wanted us to have. Every word is God breathed. Mm -hmm. Verbal, plenary, plenary meaning that every word is equally inspired. There's, you know, we read our wonderful Bible and some passages are a little more interesting than other passages, you know, but just because they're not as interesting as other passages doesn't mean that they're less inspired. You know, the genealogies are just as inspired as John three sixteen. 
Song of Solomon is just as inspired as the Holy Ghost of the Holy Ghost as the Book of Romans is. Every word uh, that we read in our Bible is fully and completely inspired by the Holy Ghost to lead us and, and to guide us. So there's a divine inspiration and there's a divine illumination. Well, the, the very first scripture I remember memorizing as a, as a little boy in Sunday school, Psalm 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. For whatever reason in my mind, I remember being just a little bitty boy and memorizing that scripture. And that, that scripture's always stayed close to my heart all my life. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. And I know we live in a in a weird, dark world right now, but Brother Austin, can you imagine what this world would be like without the Bible in it? Oh my. It's just it's just unbelievable. And and you know, we look at our American culture that uh, the beginning of our country was founded on, you know, biblical precepts and truths and we see what's you know, the breakdown of the home the breakdown of our culture and everything that's going on why because we've drifted away from the bible and you drift away from the bible you're going to drift into darkness darkness and we see that's going on in this world today and, uh, and when we look at that verse thy word is a lamp unto my feet i like that brother austin that's lets me know it's a personal light that God's word speaks to me. God's word directs me and my path. Yes, he may have moved on Isaiah to write those words or Jeremiah or David or Matthew or John to write, but, but all of God's word is a, a light. That's a personal light to, to each and every one of us every day that we live and that's something you know uh, like i mentioned the devil fights against that in so many different ways we lose the importance of the authority of the word of god we'll we'll drift off into all sorts of different things but when we really get a hold of the word of god as the the ultimate authority in our lives and we'll realize it's a personal light and that it's a it's a powerful light as well when we look in John chapter number one, the light that came into the world, darkness comprehended it not. That could not stop it, could not hold it back. Why? Because the power of the light that was there through God's word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And so you see the power of the light that we have in this dark world. And it, it may get worse, Brother Austin. This world may get worse and worse. But God's Word, and you know what? I believe in the divine inspiration of Scripture and also the divine preservation of Scripture. That, you know, I don't think God would give us His Word and then just allow men to, to water it down and mess it up and then leave us just Right. Walking aimlessly, trying to make it to heaven. No, but no, he given us his word, and I believe his word's inerrant. It's exempt from error. It's infallible. It's not capable of erring. It's 100% accurate. You know, in uh, our modern-day news media, <laughs> there's not too many news outlets you can go to and have 100% confidence they're going to tell you the truth. Right. Even... You know, there's some we know that's not going to tell you the truth, but there's some we hope that are telling us the truth, but we know they might not be telling us the truth. But when we know when we come to God's word, we know it's going to be 100% accurate. 
all the time. The divine inspiration and the preservation of Scripture that God's given unto us. And I know we live in today, and you'd mentioned the different um, translations and the NIV in particular. So, so many different uh, translations that are out there, which I think is a, a tactic of the devil to water down the, the yeah. authority of, of God's word and uh, confuse people. And I know, you know, people use the excuse of why well, it helps me. I can't, I can't understand the these and the thous and I can't understand this. And, you know, in a, in an excuse to make the word of God seem more, uh, modern day friendly for people to understand in my mind it's really just muddle uh, muddied the waters yeah so many different ways well there might be you know a lot of the scriptures and um, different versions and like the niv they might be correct and there might be you know there's there's bits of truth sure in right in some of these versions but they've took verses out yes and I looked at the NIV particularly because the NIV is one of the most popular mm-hmm. um, versions out there selling over 450 million copies. And one of the most, like I said, one of the most popular versions. And the NIV, they left all kinds of verses out. And not only did they leave a bunch of them out, but they messed up dozens upon dozens upon dozens of even more scripture. You know, the Bible tells us there in Deuteronomy 4 and 2 says, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, mm-hmm. that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Right. And we are told in Scripture not to change it, not to add right. to it, or to take away from it. And there's so many problems with these translations, Brother John, and trying to change words, leaving out verses. And the NIV in particular, the main man, his vision, his name was Howard Long. And uh, this particular man, he wanted to write another version because one of his friends said exactly what you just said. I have trouble understanding the King James Version Bible. I have tro- I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. And you can look. I mean, there's so many examples of just in the NIV version alone. Right. And I don't even think people realize it. You may, you may have an NIV Bible in your house. But the King James Version Bible, inspired word of God, where they translated the 1611 version, English version of the Bible, which is very rough to read. I've seen pictures of pages and stuff of it. Mm -hmm. And these were, what, 47, I think, men men of God that knew a plethora of languages. Uh, they spent hours of prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they went through it with a fine tooth comb. It just wasn't something that just happened. Right. It was a humongous ordeal. Yes. And yes, there are words in Hebrew and Greek that are not in English, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. And so people want to say, well, that's not exactly the Word of God. That's just mm-hmm. a translated version. That's the way it is. In any, if you went and translated "How to Kill a Mockingbird." You know, that that famous book from English to some random jungle language. Some of those words are not going to match up, but they found God moved on those men and helped them. And they they didn't take away Mm -hmm. from the the word of God. It is our inspired word of God. It's as close as what you could get to our language. Right. As close as you could get. And you can find that. I've heard preaching about it. I've read Mm -hmm. about it even today. But just for a few examples, and I'll get this back to you, the 
New International Version, the NIV. You go to Matthew 17 and 21. It's not even there. Yeah, yeah. It's not even there because in the Bible it says, How be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. You look that up in the NIV, it ain't there. I don't. Right. I, I guess they didn't believe in prayer and fasting when they translated it. Right. I'm not sure. But Matthew 24, 23 and 14 talks about um, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, mm-hmm. ye devour widows' houses for a pretense, make long prayer, therefore you shall receive the greater damnation. Uh, you can read that in the NIV. And it ain't even there. The, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can read that uh, scripture. And I read where some said that the translators didn't like the word damnation. Probably. And so they just got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then Mark 9 and 29, um, the NIV, they, they removed the word fasting completely mm-hmm. out of that verse again. Wow. I, I guess they really don't believe in fasting. Mm-hmm. But you go to Mark 13 and 32 talking about the you know, it says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels, which turn to heaven, neither the son with the father. Then it says, take heed, watch, talking about the pre-tribulation rapture. Mm-hmm. It says, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Watch and pray. Mm-hmm. Watch and pray. We see that all through the Gospels. Yes. And we've already talked about the coming of the Lord on this podcast. But we see that through the Gospels. Watch and pray. You go to the NIV version, same exact verse. It says, be on guard, be alert. Wow. Yeah, that has an entirely different Time. meaning. Watch and pray. Be on guard. Mm-hmm. Be alert. They, they don't even. It doesn't even say pray. Right. Watch and pray. No. Be on guard. Be alert. For you know not when the time will come. Look at Luke four and four. And there's so many. I could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could spend a lot of time and go through them all. But I just picked out some. Go to Luke four and four. Jesus answered him, saying, "It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God." Amen. NIV says, "It is written, man does not live on bread alone." That's wow. all it says. It mm-hmm. don't say, "But by every word of God." Wow, friend. That I mean, you're talking about the the NIV is changing the landscape of the Bible. Sure, and people don't. People are not even realizing it. Just oh, yeah. pick up the NIV and just read it as your daily reading. You're not reading the Word of That's God. That's a trick of the devil. You're reading a translation of it, and you're reading verses. And the you may say, well, the verse is there, but I've just read you several accounts. And like I said, there's dozens upon dozens of right. very influential verses. I mean, important verse. Of course, I know it's all important, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying there's tons of verses. Go to uh, Luke 4 and 8. Jesus answered, you know, Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness, and it says, Satan, for it is written, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You go to the NIV, it says, Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. It doesn't say get thee behind me, Satan. Really? Wow. I mean, go to Luke 4 and 8. They specifically, when they wrote the NIV, they specifically let out those words, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm. Why would you do wow. that? Why would you leave that out? Does that not Does that not look like an attack of the enemy? Does yes. anybody else think that there's motives sure. inside those writers when they're translating this, trying to take out little things here and there? Mm-hmm. Look at Acts 8 and 37. It says, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe, um, talking about Philip and the eunuch, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. That verse is not even in the NIV at all. Wow. It's not there. It's not there. And so why take out a verse about believing on the name of Jesus? Why, yeah. why take it? Why, what does it profit you? I mean, to save a, a little bit of ink? I mean, 
I mean, what what does right. it profit you to take it out of the Bible? Yeah. Like I said, I think it's just a, a trick of the enemy to, to water down the word of the Lord. And there's probably a, a big part of this. I don't I could mention the lady's name. I mean, it's no secret. It's all over the Internet. There was a, a lady that worked during the translation of the the NIV. It was a open lesbian. And so you got somebody that's that, that kind of lifestyle. Yep. You know that they're not going to have number one the spiritual insight to be able to you know translate the word of the Lord. And even if she did try to train, you know she's going to twist it in some way or another from what it's really uh, was meant to be. And I know some people may say, well, you know, those the King James translators didn't have the same the access to what um the manuscripts of course you know the original manuscripts are you know of course gone you know what isaiah wrote on jeremiah you know those are long gone but the the copies you know has been passed down and you know they want to push the dead sea scrolls which is found in the 1900s and uh you know they you know the dead sea scrolls the dead sea scrolls and they'll say you know that these are uh, these manuscripts are older than what the King James translators had, but just because it's an older transcript does not necessarily mean it's a better transcript. Right. So the King James Bible, of course, you know the the King James translators didn't have the you know the exact replica of, of what you know Paul wrote to Timothy. You know what what he exactly wrote. So there you know it's been passed down through you know scribes have have written it down to pass it down to us here today. So what they had back then, you know, the works of other men that had translated, but what their works were from is called the majority text, the textus receptus, the majority text. And so the the Greek and Hebrew manuscripts that they had passed down, so their um, a large percentage of them were almost exa- exactly alike, very small. Uh, differences in them. So that was the majority text, the Textus Receptus. But then there was another set of manuscripts that are different from the, the majority text, and they're even different among themselves. And so that those manuscripts are what your newer versions, your Revised Standard Version, your New International, and all these others, those come from that other set of manuscripts that are different even from themselves. They don't even agree with the majority text. And so I believe with you know a divine preservation, God wanted His Word to be preserved to us here today. And uh, and and it's just a, a trick of the enemy, like he right from the very beginning in the garden, you know, hath God to, to put that uh, question in our mind: Is this really the Word of God? And I think I'd mentioned in a, a previous podcast here. Uh, doing kids crusade at a, a Methodist church. And so we would be in um, Sunday school with them. It was a very unique uh, story. We could tell you about that some other time. But but I know uh, in their Sunday school course, they didn't. I was impressed with this. Their literature was King James. The Sunday school literature is King James. But everybody else had all these other different Bibles, you know. And so in Sunday school class, it was not a very well organized adult Sunday school class. It's just kind of open forum kind of deal, you know. But anyway, 
And so you get all this, well, my Bible says this, and my yeah. Bible says that, and like my that. Bible says that. I was like, this is crazy. I mean, how in the world are you supposed to understand what this is? And you got five different, you know, it wasn't a very big uh, congregation there. So you got all these you know, different people. Well, my Bible, my, and so to me, it made it more confusing. I know, you know, their purpose is to make it more understandable, but you get all these different uh, translations and different things. It to me, it makes it more confusing because my Bible says this, my, and you get all it. it it's a, a attack of the enemy. Well, I think on the authority of God's word. That uh, I was reading, where President Hoover said that the Bible is a postgraduate course in the richest library of human experience. Wow. President Woodrow Wilson said a man has deprived himself of the best there is in the world if he's deprived himself of the Bible. Wow. Theodore Roosevelt said a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Mm-hmm. This country was built yes. on the belief of God's word and presidents throughout history, except for the one we got right now, mm-hmm. believe in the Bible, yeah. the word of God. And there is an all-out attack, like you just said, mm-hmm. on the Bible. There's an attack to steal your prayer time, your Bible time, mm-hmm. to make us too busy with life and not go to the Word of God. And the Word of God, your the Bible, the King James Version Bible, it'll tell you how to get saved. Yes. It'll tell you how to sorry, stay clean before God, how to live a sinless life, how to be ready for the rapture, yes. how to live a victorious life, how to Amen. preach to others in the world, Amen. how to extend mercy in grace. And what other book could do like do that for anybody it's a living book a breathing book and a live book that is everything you need to make it in life a manual Mm -hmm. for life it's got it's got every answer they said that there's around 130 million published books in the world today but there's only one that's alive wow there's only one that is alive right now Mm -hmm. i tell you i want to believe the Word of God. I want to read the Bible. I tell right. you, the Bible, that's, that's what your church has to be based on. Right. It's what you want to base your life on. That's what you want to base your marriage on. Amen. Raise your kids on. Yes. I mean, that's what we preach out of. Right. That our messages are based from the Bible. We take, I mean, preachers study for hours upon hours mm-hmm. the Bible. The Bible. When everything is, everything is hinged on the Word of God. Right. It's so amazing, you know. The Word of God is so, like you said, alive that you know great minds, you know, can study it and and debate it and talk about it and really not fully understand it. But little kids, like you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, mean, I you know, I just have this picture in my mind being just a little little. I don't know how old I was, but I was old enough to memorize the scripture. Thy word is a lamp to my feet, light to. Me. And, and I, so I got a hold of that as a little boy. And so, you know, the Word of God is alive in that it can speak to people of all ages and all races and all social, economical backgrounds, whatever it is that the Word of God, because it's alive. It's, it's God's Word for us here today. And there are churches, despite what some may think, there are churches in the country that don't even use the Bible. That's right. That reminds churches. Me. Did I tell you that on that other uh, cast uh, podcast? Kids Crusade, another Kids Crusade story. We was doing Kids Crusade um, at a church in Virginia, and uh, we you know would teach our kids a memory verse each night. And Sister Dana, she'd write the verse down on a, uh, a 
a marker board, a dry erase board, you right. know, write it down there. And so after Gets Crusade one night, this guy come up to me, a young guy. Uh, he had a little girl there. He came up to me. He wasn't being mean, but it took me shocked, got by surprise a little bit. He said, I can't believe you're teaching these kids the Bible. I'm like, okay, you know. And he said, I've been going to The Rock, some kind of big, you know, mega church somewhere. said, I've been going to The Rock for two years, and our preachers never one time preached out of the Bible. You know? Wow. And uh, so I know that happens in all sorts of churches, even, is it Joe Olstein? You don't even read out of the Bible. Anyway, but there's, you know, all kinds of people out there in churches that they don't read out of the Bible. And, I, you know, it's a, a trick, a trap of the enemy. They get us away from God's Word and knowing that this is God's Word, then it will alter our lives and our culture and our future. I know the military, the Army, they give you a big old thick manual when you go into basic training. And when you get into basic training, they got this real thick manual. You open it up, and there's pictures of how you're supposed to have your locker and how your uniform's supposed to look like, and um, all the ranks. I, everything you could possibly know, want mm-hmm. to know, is in that manual. And so, if you mess up, well, they can say, "Well, it's in the manual. Haven't you been mm-hmm. reading the book?" Right. But you know, I don't know how to do this, or I didn't do that right, or you know, my socks wasn't folded right, or. You know, your socks have to be so many inches, or this has to, you know, you mm-hmm. got to use a ruler for this. And your locker, there's, I mean, there's a picture in the manual of how your locker is supposed to look during basic training. And if it don't look like that, mm-hmm. they're like, well, you had the manual. We've told you. We've given you everything you need to know to make it. And if you don't do it right, it's your fault. Right. And that's exactly the same way as we are called as soldiers of Jesus Christ. And he's given us a manual. Right. And when it comes down to the judgment, can you imagine Jesus Christ opening up that word of God? Right. Well, Jesus, I didn't know. They know. I, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Well, let's see here. The Bible that's been around for how many thousands of years? Right. Let's go to this verse right here. Hmm. Oh, wait. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there it is. I told you, you know, thousands mm-hmm. of years ago. Right. It was wrote down to tell you this is how you're supposed to live. This is how you're supposed to dress. It's how you're supposed to act. Right. This is how you're supposed to keep your tongue under subjection, mm-hmm. taming your tongue, and wow. just on and on and on. Right. He's given us the manual. Right. He's given us every answer we could need. And then he's given us pastors and men of God and preachers to mm-hmm. expound right. on these verses. And God, I couldn't tell you how many times um, just my pastor has been studying and be in there laboring in prayer, and then just the Holy Ghost move on him and show him something in the Word sure. of God. And it's like, oh, I, did, I never saw that. I never right. seen that. Right. That's happened to me. That's happened oh. to me just reading the Word of God. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't see that. Yeah, you may already know about it, but I didn't. I'm like, man, that's awesome. So right. it's alive. It is, yeah. You've read the same passage, you know, a hundred times, you know, but that one day it, it jumps out to you because it's exactly what you need for that day. Because it's been inspired, breathed on by the by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The inspired Word of God. Inspired. So let's read our Bible. Amen. Let's read our King James Version Bible. King James Version Bible. Don't don't waste your time on them other versions. You don't need right. to teach your Sunday school out of NIV and Amen. New King James Version. We don't need to read it. You don't need to have it at home. Right. You, don't, you need to have King James Version Bible. You need to have King James Version Sunday School. Yes. If you're a Sunday school teacher teaching kids, King James Version everything. Right. And uh, there's preachers I've heard get up, and I it just I like it when they say it. They, they get up and they say, turn in your King James yes. Version Bible. Right. And <laughs> they just right off the bat. Just right. 
just throw it yeah. out there. If you ain't got one, you ain't. It just ain't. Yeah. It probably it may not read right. Right. But yeah, that's why I heard one preacher say, "Turn in your living Bible," and he said, "The only living Bible is the King James Bible." <laughs> or his brother Neil Bridges would always say, "God's divine library." Wow. Yeah, divine that's library. Wonderful. But we appreciate you yeah. coming on the podcast oh, yeah. today, talking yeah. about the inspired word of God and other versions be careful be aware get rid of them things amen we want to we want to stick to the inspired word of God we appreciate you coming on brother John well, thank you brother appreciate Austin. everything you had to say being a repeat honor. guest honor. this was your second episode who knows maybe you'll have a third or fourth you never know never know more kids crusade stories more, to yeah. come in the future possibly all right God bless you brother of life I've run. The Lord says to me, my child, well done. There will be